summer has arrived, at least the unofficial beginning of summer with Memorial Day. And I don't know if you can hear in the background, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of Kit Kats, meaning kids, playing in my neighbor's yard. Uh, the neighbor put in a pool last year and now the kiddos are taking full advantage of it. So it's kind of funny because once in a while they'll be playing volleyball and their ball comes over to the yard and they look kind of concerned about how am I going to get it. So I went out there and I told them to go around, open the gate and come in and get the ball. It's not rocket science. I'd rather have them do that than jump the fence and, and get hurt. Anyway, uh, a few things have happened since we last spoke. Obviously, it's it's been a while and you know how it goes. I, this is not a really scheduled podcast. So. so let's see. I was in Puerto Rico in November and December and you probably have read about how that all went. It was very interesting work. It was a very interesting situation. And overall, it's a very interesting, from a public health perspective, to see all that is going on in Puerto Rico with regards to Zika. So as you may or may not know, I also, while I was down there, got notified in a very interesting way. So uh, one night, I, I'm, I'm in the hotel there, and I get a call from my wife, and she's doing the FaceTime, where you can see each other as you talk. And she never does this. She doesn't like to do it. But this night, for some reason, she's, she gets on FaceTime and I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? And she got this look on this on her face and I'm like, oh boy, you know, what did I do? And uh, she told me to go to, the, go to the luggage. And I went and got my luggage and it was empty. And she says, uh, open the liner. And I opened the liner. And sure enough, in the liner was this card announcing that we were pregnant. She found out that she was pregnant with my child <laughs> uh, while I was in Puerto Rico. Now we're almost there. It's due in a couple of months. And it's been quite the adventure to see her go through this pregnancy, to see the belly grow, to feel the baby move, and to just have all these expectations and fears and have to do all this planning. In fact, my in-laws are coming over tomorrow to paint the nursery. My wife's office has become the nursery so she's moved all of her stuff into my office we're going to share one of the rooms as our mutual office so we'll see how that goes so yeah we're getting ready getting all sorts of advice from all sorts of people and everybody seems to be an expert on how to raise a child it's just pretty funny so we're getting rid of some stuff putting it up on things like let go and ebay and uh, try to make room for this this kiddo that's coming along and it's it's interesting it's nerve-wracking it's you know the next two decades of racing them uh, we don't know the the sex yet we decided to be surprised at birth so it's kind of schrodinger's baby right now it's not female not male we'll find out the the waveform will collapse when when it's born and we'll find out if it's a boy or a girl and everybody asks they're like what do you want do you want a boy or do you want a girl and honestly i just want it to be healthy and happy and as my wife says even if it's not healthy as long as it's happy uh that's really what we want and nowadays it really doesn't matter if you have a boy or a girl it really shouldn't matter i, I think it does matter let's be realistic there are some things in which boys are advantage over girls but it, it really we've decided that this kid is going to be just the best at who they are who they end up being and who they want to be so We'll be supporting that. The other thing that's um, on the docket is that um, I've begun doing my dissertation work. In fact, the one of the committees there at the university, at the School of Public Health, uh, the yearly have been sending me letters because they're kind of concerned about me, I guess, because I'm, I'm kind of not a traditional student. I'm a DRPH. I'm kind of older. I didn't get straight A's throughout, so... I don't, I don't get involved in research and I don't go begging to, for professors to let me into their projects or get published. 
And they kind of get concerned about that. They think that maybe I'm not caring enough about the degree. I don't know. So they send me these letters every summer and they're like, hey, you know, where are you? And give us an update. So I always thank them for their for their interest, which is true. I want to thank them for for being interested in my development. And then I, you know, I reply and say, you know, this is where I am. So I'll have to write that letter again and explain to them that uh, I was in Puerto Rico for two months after doing my my oral exams and becoming a doctoral candidate, not just a doctoral student. And that, um, you know, once I came back, I, I got things in place and I got my project underway and I have my IRB approval and I'm getting my data soon. So I'll be I'll be very busy starting starting in August or so with writing the, the dissertation. And what it entails is getting basically three papers published and those three papers become three chapters in the dissertation. And so um, that's that's where we're at right now with with that. The other thing that happened was that my dad, if you remember last year, he had colon cancer and he had a big old section of his intestine removed. And um, um, it was kind of rough. It was, it was, I'm not going to lie to you. It was very rough to see him um, as weak as he became. He lost a lot of weight and had a lot of pain in the middle of the night and would scream. And I had to travel to Mexico a few times and it just, it was rough. And so um, now uh, he's, he's, you know, he, he got this colostomy bag and he, he grown tired of it. And so he wanted to get it removed and get the surgery to have the intestine reattached. And so he went through that. It was a crazy surgery. It lasted almost six hours. It ended up costing much more because, um, the hospital where he had it done, they started charging for the extra stay, the extra anesthesia, the extra time that he was in the, in the surgical suite and other surgeries had to be pushed back and the extra, they had to bring in an extra surgeon. And it was this whole, this whole to do, but thankfully he got through it. And he bounced back phenomenally, just like he did for the first surgery. The second surgery, even though it was it was tremendous and it was huge, huge scar again, and you know everything, all the possible things that could have gone wrong, everything went right. And he actually drove himself from the hospital three days after surgery. He got in in the car and he sent me a selfie of him driving back uh, to the town where he lives from the state capital. So it was pretty hilarious to me that you know uh, he didn't get anything for pain beyond. Uh, uh, Toradol, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, uh, and Tylenol. So, you know, the big problem that we're having here in the States with opiates and how that came out of wanting to have people's pain under control and all he got was that. <laughs> it's just, I just shake my head that maybe we got it wrong in what everybody says is the best healthcare system in the world. So that's where I am for now. Um, things in public health happening, you know, Zika's coming around again because of the summer season. Ebola seems to have resurfaced in the Democratic Republic of Congo. So gotta keep a close eye on that. And of course they're doing uh, a vaccine trial with that which seems to be very promising, so we'll see what happens. And then China has H7N9 influenza cases in both animals and humans, and they're not reporting everything that they have. So there's there's more to that story, and I'm sure it's going to come back and, and bite us. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, again, I'd like to really thank you all for your time, for listening to this, for reading the blog, for keeping up with my crazy updates and my crazy life. And I'll just talk to you next time. So with that, thank you. Have a good night.